0: Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Wonderful song service this morning, Erica. That's what we've been doing. We've been speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. We've been telling each other to trust God. To obey God. That's hard. It's hard for the 21st century American Christian To trust and obey God. It's hard. This inability to trust and obey God could come from many different factors. Today I list but a few. Many distrust the church. That's one of the factors. This shows in our giving many times we've been doing very well on giving lately but many times you can you can tell the, the, the even the pulse of a congregation by the way they give there's a mentality that i know how to use my money better than the church does there's the mentality they won't use my money right so I'm not going to give. I'm not going to lay by on the first day of the week as I've been commanded. This is just one way the church is distrusted from within. And this distrust leads to disobedience. You, you, you can't trust the elders and the deacons to spend what you think is your money, right? So you're just not going to give. As you've been commanded to in First Corinthians chapter sixteen, verses one and two. There is a great distrust of the church in the twenty first century here in America because of what many think the church to be—a cold place, full of judgmental, hurtful, hateful people who are just out of touch. The men who write history have not been kind to the church or what they have thought was the church. Mainly because through the ages, those who have called themselves Christians have done terrible things. They've done terrible things in the name of Christ. and At the same time, this history has caused such a backlash against Christianity, the true church. So have false teachers. We talked about those in, in Bible class this morning about false teachers. A man or a woman, many have tried to follow a man or a woman through, through time and have become disillusioned and, and resentful and distrustful of the church, distrustful of the truth. False doctrines have made these who are looking for the truth distrustful of the church. There's so many. We talked about the minefield of of false doctrines that the the devil has laid out. And it's hard for the 21st century American who's seeking for the truth to make it through the minefield of false doctrines and false teachers. Calvinism is a damning heresy of, of false doctrine that teaches only those certain persons are going to heaven. Only certain people And your name is there and it doesn't matter what you do. If your name's not written, you're not going. The Bible does teach that only certain people are going to heaven. God's blood bought people are the ones who are going to heaven. But the Bible also teaches that anyone can be one of God's own special people. Anyone can be blood bought. There are many Christians in name only. Hypocrite is the best term. Who just act like the rest of the world. And the seeker, the seeker who is looking for Jesus Christ, looks at them, the hypocrite who acts just like they do, and says, What's the point? And they distrust the church. Hypocrites. Make a lot of us look bad sometimes, and sometimes the true church is distrusted because the truth is spoken. Sometimes, just because we tell the truth, we're distrusted. The truth of God is inclusive and exclusive. Inclusive, you know, the church is the most inclusive organization that has ever been devised. It's so inclusive. The true church will accept the true believer no matter their race, no matter their gender, no matter their intelligence, no matter their country. It's that inclusive. But the truth is exclusive too. The fullness of God is only for the obedient. But this belief if you stand on it, will cause you a lot of grief in this 21st century America. You will hear, y'all think y'all are the only ones going to heaven. And those who speak this sentence need to be questioned with love, but they need to be questioned. And it needs to be understood where this hostility comes from toward the church. Where this distrust comes from. We need to, it's like an onion. We need to peel, we need to have the patience, church, to be able to peel back the layers. And that's where we fall so many times. We, we, we peel back one and we don't want to get to the rest of it. It'll make you cry, won't it? You know, you peel back the layer and you find out, did they run into a harsh Christian? Did, they, did they, they run into somebody that was harsh to them and, and, and made them feel bad? And used the, used the Bible as a, as, a, as a weapon to beat with? Is that what they ran into? Were they judged harshly? Were they judged not according to what the God of, Word of God said, but because some man-made tradition? Is that what they were judged by? Maybe maybe you know, both can make one distrust the church as a whole. Many outside the church see us as a holder of just a bunch of rules and and regulations and, and silly traditions. And we must always be mindful, we must always be mindful that tradition does not get in the way of the Word of God. Mark chapter 7 verse 9 Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and He says, "He says, all too well you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your tradition. May that never be said of us. May that never be said of us. Jesus said in verse 13, that next verse, that their insistence on tradition made the Word of God to no effect and distrust was just, was just multiplied. It's the same way today. The solution to combat the distrust of the church is to trust that God's plan is the correct plan. God's way is the right way. God's going to be coming back after His children. We need to trust that. Trust God and begin to peel back those, those, those layers of, of ignorance. Ignorance. Make sure that you obey what it takes to get into the church and then stay there. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to beat distrust, to beat disobedience. If we do trust and obey, we'll we'll be blessed. Revelation 22, verse 14, Blessed are those who do His commandments that they have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates of the city you know and many will miss this blessing and will be outside like the dog verse 15 because they love and practice a lie there is a distrust of the church but inside the church there's a pervasive distrust of self are you saved Are you saved? Do you know? Are you sure? Many don't know. Many don't know if they're saved or not. Do you distrust what you know in the scriptures to be the truth? Paul was writing to some folks like this in Galatia, Galatians chapter 1, people who knew the grace of God, but they were turning away. They knew the truth, but they were, they were turning away from the truth. They were troubled by false teachers, it said, and, and they didn't trust themselves to know what they knew to be the truth. Paul's example in verse 10 was to make sure that he pleased God and not man. That's his example for us today. We make sure that, that we please God, that this relationship between you and God is right. Please God and not men. The solution for not trusting yourself is simple. Know the truth. Know the truth. If you're not sure, find out. Find out. It's to trust that God's plan of salvation is the only plan. And if you've not obeyed this plan of salvation, obey. Do it. Trust. And obey. You can obey what you know to be true by repenting of your sins, by confessing the name of Jesus before others and being baptized into Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Then a reality of self-loathing will give way to the blessed assurance of salvation. You can know for a fact if you're going to heaven or not. 1 John. Chapter 5, verse 13. You can know. You can know that you have salvation because you know Him. It says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 3, Now by this we know that we know Him. Did you, did you, did you hear what that said? It's kind of a play on... By this we know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. And we've been commanded hear God's Word, believe it, to repent of our sins, be baptized into Jesus Christ and live a faithful Christian life. Those are commandments that if we obey, we can know that we are assured of salvation. This distrust of the church and this distrust of self Breeds distrust in so many ways. So many are so distrustful that they can never make it a commitment to anything. Let's face it, you know, life in these United States is not easy. You've been hurt on more than one occasion, you've been hurt by friends, by family by people that you thought were Christians, by people that you thought had your best interest at heart. You have been loved and hurt by the best. You've been what we call burned. You've been burned, haven't you? It's easy to get burned in our society. And it's easy to become jaded and distrustful In our society. So distrustful that we won't commit. We won't make a commitment. We won't do good. We won't confront. We won't tell others. We won't pray. We won't visit. We won't give. We won't become involved because that requires a commitment. And we don't trust commitments. We've been burned too many times. Christianity requires a commitment that many are not willing to give. Oh sure, everybody wants the blessing. Everybody wants heaven. Sure, everybody wants that. But so many don't know what they do, what they do if heaven came their way. You don't even know what you'd do if you had it. When you make it to heaven, what are you going to do all day? Do you know Do you know what you're going to do all day in heaven? Turn to Revelation chapter 22 and verse 3. When there will be no curse, Revelation 22 and verse 3, before the throne of the Lamb, His servants shall serve Him. Let me tell you folks, if you won't do it here, how can you be expected to do it there? before the throne of the Lamb, His servants, it says, shall serve Him. Service takes a commitment. Commitment is a cornerstone of the Christian life. Because when we look at our example, the chief cornerstone, Jesus Christ, we know that He was committed. When we look at His example in the Scriptures, we know that He was committed. But our distrust of the religious has us thinking anything but what would Jesus do? And we don't trust the church to be right. We don't trust ourselves to be right. And we weren't born yesterday. We're not going to commit anything. We're not going to commit to anything that we're so unsure of. We'll just continue to go through the motions and hope That a loving and forgiving God will overlook the infidelity on our part in the bride of Christ. Look at what Paul writes, 2 Timothy chapter 4. And I want you to keep your finger there, we're going to come back to it. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. Paul writes to Timothy, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead. At his appearing and his king. Notice the living and the dead will be judged. Make no mistake. You will be judged. I will be judged. Make no mistake about it. So like Timothy here, you are charged to commit, preach the word, be ready in season, out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Christian, we've got to commit, we've got to commit to the way, the only way. there's only one way. And yes, you have been burned, but you've got to trust that God will never leave you and never forsake you. and each and every Christian and those seeking the truth must trust that obedience to His will, for which there is no substitute, that obedience to His will will put you and keep you in Christ. And this is awesome. This is awesome. The promise. You'll get an awesome reward for patience through trouble and trial. The reward is 1 John Chapter 2, verse 17, that you'll abide forever. This world is passing away and the lusts of it, but he who does the will of God will abide forever. That's just it. That's just it. You, You can't see. All that I've talked about, the tendency to distrust... The tendency to distrust the church, the tendency to distrust what you know to be the truth, the tendency to distrust yourself and never commit to anything stems all of these stem from a basic distrust of god 's will and disrespect of his word. Look back at Second Timothy chapter four, beginning with verse three. It says, "For the time will come." when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, and that's what we give ourselves. That's what that's what the false teachers give us. And that's what we want. We want it. We want it. We have these itching ears that want it to be easy. because they have itching ears they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to t- to fables is that you is that you do you even know let me let me read it again let me read it again now, th- think about it think about yourself just a second For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves, teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Is that you? Do you even know? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you a secret. If you don't know, it's you. You don't know. He's talking about you. Disrespect of God's Word. Solution simple. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. The proverb writer wrote, when you trust God, you will stop distrusting the church. When you trust God, you can trust yourself because yourself is trusting God. And then you can begin or begin again to commit to the way, the only way, the one way, the true way. What you need to do today is obey. If you love the Lord, John chapter 14, verse 23, you will keep His Word, it says. That's what you need to do today. You need, you need to obey. And when you obey, when you obey... The truth will purify your soul. First Peter chapter one, verse thirty two. Verse twenty two. Your soul will be purified, it says. That's the payoff. That's the way it could be for you. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Do you trust Jesus? Obey Him today. As together, we stand and sing.